moving to oneness. Nourishing curiosity. Embracing differences. Becoming one. being, so that's how I see him, because he is so vast, and I'm so happy he took up my invitation to speak with me, with you, with us, and bring his rich life experience and the richness of his transformation to you, to me, to all of us in this world. So I welcome today Dan, sitting in Mexico. Welcome <laughs> to the Moving to Oneness podcast. Thank you for having me. You're in the morning here. The sun set already. So yeah, yeah, it's it's <laughs> nine o'clock in the morning for me. So yeah, I love that. I've been to Mexico uh, two, three times, more to the ocean, Cancun area, but it is a place. I desire one day to go back to and explore more the of too. the center. I'm on the other side on the coast. I'm on the the peninsula and um, mm-hmm. the tip. So I'm also by the ocean. I see the the water by my uh, from my 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 balcony. Oh, this is beautiful. The mm. water must feed you and inspire you a lot. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. A very fluid being you are probably. Uh, I do my best to, but you know, part of being human is we're not always one way. Sometimes we we drop. Sometimes we need some support to be brought back up. But we keep moving towards being fluid, being more expansive, being more whole, being more love. That's the magic, I think. Yeah, and I think you are, when I sensed into you, you are, for me, I'll spill the beans, already the leader of the future because you encumbrance all of this. I I really love your vocabulary also what you, you write, how, what words you use. They're very celebratory, they're very light, and they, they speak your truth. And yeah, you look beyond, in a way also very cosmic, and celebrating also the, the, our earth here. And I can feel always that you have a connection to all. And it doesn't matter what you're speaking about. You're very into... Um, the finance aspect mm-hmm. of life, but you do martial arts, right? Mm-hmm. You do yoga, so, so many things. And in all of that, you bring your true language into it. And I feel it's always very uplifting and it makes it very light to read and to listen to because you Thank speak you. a lot too. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, for me, I speak about something I call bleed theory, bleeders in bleeding. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you know, from the art, the more the art perspective of when colors bleed into each other. And I don't believe that we're as separated individually and also in times of ideas 
and even aspects of ourselves and aspects of our lives as sometimes we we treat them you know we we see it when people look at people who look differently and say oh you know i don't like you because you look differently i'm scared of you because you look differently but we don't take that same application and bring it to ourselves in a different aspect of ourselves because the illusion of separation between individuals is the same within ourselves too and so the me that rolls around on a jiu-jitsu mat is no different than the me that's sitting on a yoga mat, which is no different from me that's sitting in front of a, a, a banker or a lawyer doing business. It's all still me. And because it's all still me, if I take that universal idea of just me, I can go to the core and seeing that the connective tissue between all of those things means that I can affect change in the same way between all of those things. There are people who have great success with relationship, but their financial situation is no good or their finances are amazing, but they don't connect with others. And what I found in my work is that that break in flow, in bleeding between those things is just a barrier that we put up. It's not a natural barrier. It's an idea, a belief, a limitation that doesn't have to be there. I can have an abundance in all areas of my life. And I can affect that abundance by focusing on one area of my life and making that powerful and abundant. So give a little tip of how do you focus? I would love to, yeah, because you <laughs> use it in your martial art, you use it yoga, you have a special way probably how you focus. Can you share that with us? I think one really powerful idea that I got from a book I read, and then after I read it in that book, it, it just kept coming up everywhere. Mm-hmm is focusing on your strength. Yes. That's not ignoring your weaknesses, but focus on your strength. And when I focus on my strength and then I'm removing the limitations and barriers of separation within myself, by focusing on that strength, I can uplift all of me together. And actually the positive reinforcement that I receive from focusing on my strength, I can then start to move down the scale and work on other things too. Mm-hmm. So first and foremost, I have to know where I'm going with it. What is the eventual position that I want to get to with this endeavor? So I set a target for myself. Uh, I couldn't complete it last year because of coronavirus restrictions, but I want to compete this year and I, I, I want, to, I want to, to win a competition with my martial arts this year. So I know what I want to do. I know what I need to achieve. So I've got a target. So I'm going to focus on the aspects of my jiu-jitsu game that are most strong, and I'm going to use that to propel me closer to my goal. Again, I'm not going to lose focus on everything. I'm still going to have a very rounded practice, but I'm going to hammer home my, pra- my, my honing and focus on that area that I have a strength, and that's going to bring me closer to my goal. When I have the reinforcement of a win, then I can actually have more positive energy and momentum to continue focusing on the other areas too. Maybe that's going to inspire me to work, to go and train more times in the week or to, to seek out additional ways of training in order to, to develop those aspects of myself. But sometimes we go to focus on something to move towards a goal when deep down, we don't even believe we're going to do it anyway. We have unworthiness issues. We have um, a lack of luster and energy. We have a lack of passion for it. But if we focus on somewhere where we do have that passion, we do have that luxury, we do have some strength, it gives us an energy that we can carry to other areas too. Oh, I love that. You know, so I have a 14-year-old son and I remember I didn't like so much in school and I still don't like it, even in, in, when I went to school. 
with so much focus is being put on mistakes. Mm. Right? We grade mm -hmm. by mistake instead mm -hmm. of we don't grade enough on strengths or mm -hmm. uh, take the time to look what is an ind individual, each different mm -hmm. one. And um, I think this is so important to give so there is no not this self-doubt or self-talk where we smush ourselves, right? Or, or, mm -hmm. or tighten up ourselves. So I like that. And while you were speaking, a, a thought came. So when you concentrate on your strengths, right, you are more courageous to try out things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So mm -hmm. by that, you, you, you dare, in a way, you mm -hmm. dare to do more, and you go into areas where you're not optimal or uh, or have not so much experience in, right? Mm -hmm. But you don't mind in that moment because you want to. There is so much energy within you to mm -hmm. say, oh, I want to try that. And if that, maybe this will help me improve this or that. Mm -hmm. And you can get it out of so many different uh, areas of your life because we have so mm -hmm. many facets. And I love that you spoke about that we also have to bring them together. And mm -hmm. that in this fullness, when mm. we look at all of them, right? Because when you spend time and have um, the feeling of, of, oh my God, I made it. I won mm -hmm. all that work that mm -hmm. uh, an energy I put into work because then you start eating different, right? Mm -hmm. Your body is different. Mm -hmm. Your mentality, because you have better food for your body mm -hmm. and you can think better or you're more connected to everything around you that helps you in finance, mm -hmm. then you listen to more abundance, right? Mm -hmm. All of these things. So wonderful yeah. that you mm -hmm. help people with. Yeah. yeah, just momentum. You know, there's a power in momentum. And when you've got a strength, when you've got a passion, when you have that, you already have a natural momentum. It's like natural aptitude, you know? I'm not a natural mathematician. I can do math, but I'm not a natural mathematician. Uh, my sister, my younger sister, natural mathematician. My dad, natural mathematician. You know, but I'm just not. I'm great at problem solving, but I'm not really naturally. So I went off to go and study economics. That's clever. <laughs> it's got a lot of mathematics in it. Whereas I was called to the more philosophical side of economics, and that's where I thrived. But when I got to university, you know, it was all statistics and maths and all this stuff. And it's like, this is my natural aptitude. And of course, that crushed my spirit to some extent and didn't really support me moving forward. Whereas if I'd gone and studied philosophy or gone and studied something more along those lines, I probably would have had more passion to go and continue and do more work with it. And we do this all the time. You know, we, we look at these things. Oh, I've got to work on this. I've got to fix this. I've got to do that. Instead of coming from where we have a strength even if we're bringing a strength to an area where there's room for improvement you know when i'm working with clients around abundance we look at the natural archetypes where they have a natural flow with the energy of money this doesn't mean that they're limited to just creating wealth in these particular ways but when i understand my natural flow i've got a place to start so what we normally say is let's establish financial freedom and our pillar income, mm -hmm. where we have a natural flow. We might not necessarily enjoy it so much, but we have a natural flow, which gives us some stability. And then from there, we can go and have fun. I mean, look, if my needs are met, my mortgage is paid, my bills are paid, my children are fed, there's some money in savings. 
And I want to then on top of that, go and be a musician <laughs> where I'm not going to make, the, I'm not going to make the money to pay the bills, but I'm going to enjoy myself. Or I want to go and mess around with some real estate, or I want to go and learn to play the stock market. I'm not doing it from a position of need. I'm not even doing it with all that much money. I'm getting to still have that fulfillment of doing something that has room for improvement, but my needs are met. When I have that space, I'm in what I call a a conducive space to create. Because if I'm not in a conducive space to create, then I'm going to be in lack. I'm going to be in stress. I'm going to be in overwhelm. And then I'm not going to be able to take care of what I need to take care of. Then what's going to happen when I go to go and play the stock market or I go to, um, I don't know, whatever it is, I want to go and write a book. I'm doing it from an uneven place. My energy, my vibration isn't going to be able to so easily attune to success. But when I do that from play, you know, I've got $1,000 in my trading account. I'm going to mess around with it. Maybe I'm going to make some money. Maybe I'm going to lose it. But guess what? my bills are paid, my mortgage is paid, there's savings, my kids are going to be able to go to college, then it's okay. And that fun nourishes me and uplifts me. Even if I lose it all, but I had fun doing it, then I can bring that uh, just a fresh energy to, to what I'm doing. Yeah, I love that. I, I, your sentence, where is the natural flow of money? So mm-hmm. often, and also with college, you said, we do things because others tell us to do. Yes. I, I did the same route, you know, because I said, oh, mining art is not the right thing and you, know, you need to survive. <laughs> so I went into business and economics. It was not me. I understood mm-hmm. it, but I do not like, you know, my brother or father. It's mm-hmm. not natural. I don't speak currency. <laughs> I do speak the currency of... Uh, <laughs> of energy that's yeah. mine and mm-hmm. i remember when i went then left to the u.s to study uh, landscape architecture it wasn't i didn't even have to study it was all natural because it mm-hmm. was beauty and plants and history and mm-hmm. and, and and the complexity of bringing things uh, uh, together mm-hmm. and uh, then we flourish Mm-hmm. And, and and I like that you said that it, with money, how do I use money? How do you use money? What do you like to do with it? Mm-hmm. Right? And I think too often we don't look at it. We have a certain way of what is how you should trade and when or, or work or implement or save. It depends mm-hmm. really also on your social setting, how we mm-hmm. play uh, or connect with the money or or um, even how your family has been in, 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 in exactly. ancestral, exactly. you have to mm-hmm, take mm-hmm. a look. And I like that you said that it, we have the freedom, mm-hmm. um, then we play or are yes. more creative. And you're right, if we have stress, the vibration goes down extremely mm-hmm. quickly. Mm-hmm. And then it, it's like muddled, it, it is mm-hmm. like a fog in the brain. You can't think and you don't listen so much to your intuition. I bet when you see, oh, which stock do I use today, invest in, you have, there is an inkling within you yes. where you know. Mm-hmm. And if it, the brain is muddled because the vibration is too low or you're worried or you come with that other, other energy where there's this tightness within the body, mm-hmm. we pick out of... Uh, a different reason. You're right. Mm-hmm. With stock, for example. I mean, look, here's the thing as well. It's that, because so my, my principal coaching program is a program called Micro to Millions. Um, people can do the self-study program or they can come to the, the, the group coaching program. Um, but there are some people that we found 
they didn't really want to spend months and months and months going in and learning all of their stuff. They just wanted to have freedom. And this comes to people like Q as well, who, you know, they feel that they, they have something that they want to do. They have an art, they have a passion, they have a beauty, they have a gift that they want to share. But the limitations, the, the, the real limitations that we experience in life, because we live in three-dimensional reality, and in this space of polarity, there are things that need to be held in place in order to meet the collective agreements of this reality, such as paying for, <laughs> paying for where you live and exchanging energy with people in order to get things. But, you know, people are like, well, you know, I, I don't want to spend the next 10 years or 20 years creating stability so that I can go and have my art. I want to have my art now. Well, the really cool thing is you don't have to wait that long. And that's, you know, part and parcel of the work that we've just recently started doing with people is we've taken the aspects of our program around creating that financial freedom. And we've separated it for people that don't necessarily want to go through the whole healing of their money wounds. They just want to focus on getting the financial freedom and they're doing it really quickly. We've had people do it in 60 days. On average, they do it in about four months, but three months is, is normally the sort of the, the median time. So if you think about it, if you can put up with just spending three months or four months focusing on just taking care of creating that stability through financial freedom, and then you can have the freedom to not need to go to your job or need to go into a job. You can have everything that you need. But I think it's imperative that we remember that so long as we are living in three-dimensional reality, then the constructs that keep three-dimensional re- reality together, we're going to be subject to. Now, there is magic. We know that a lot of the ancients practice ancient arts and have learned how to transcend these. But generally speaking, you know, do you want to go and live in the mountains for 20 years, learning to live without food and water? Or do you, do you want to just make enough money to have food and water? You know, do you want to go and learn how to materialize things out of thin air in a, a, a temple under the earth for 30 years? Or, or, uh, or Which you may want to do. Or you may want to enjoy life now and just spend a few months creating space for you to then go and be in the forest every day go and do your art every day, go and practice energy healing, go and do some philanthropy work or charity work, which some of our people go and do. But being open to just spending a little bit of time putting things in place so that you can go from there and do whatever you want, I think it's um, it's it's an option that we often don't look at as being a potential for us sometimes. And I, I, you know, I'm not a person who who's very structural. I'm also very fluid. But they're right. You're certain things. Um, again, to get that freedom of mind you were speaking about. So if I have a base from which I can go, then and yes, even if I want to go to Burma and want to be with the masters and materialize, <laughs> then I'm able to go. Or mm-hmm. if, you know, I also have, you have a foundation, which uh, will, I hope you're going to share a little bit about. And I would love to do that too, right? To, to mm-hmm. find ways to revitalize our environment through plantings. And that you also need currency for this or a lot of work for and time and mm-hmm. travel and all of mm-hmm. uh, these things. So 
the more relaxed one is to go mm -hmm. and have a small base to start mm -hmm. from that you don't have to worry. Mm -hmm. This is also then where we can have more impact. And I think many of your clients who's also listening here, you have a lot of desire to create impact, to create change, to do transformation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And mm -hmm. even if we take all the money and we spend it on other things and or mm -hmm. land, you know, everyone has different desires, but it is important to understand how it's woven into our uh, fabric and how you have to take all those different parts mm -hmm. to, together. Yeah, I would love to hear a little bit about your foundation. Um, so Magena. yeah, um, Magena. My, no, Magena Foundation. Yeah. So <laughs> my my parents are immigrants from Zimbabwe. They immigrated from Zimbabwe to the UK in the seventies, and um, you know we were fortunate. My parents were not economic migrants. They didn't come because there was a war or anything like that. They came because they wanted to get more education. <laughs> so they'd reached as far as they could. My dad wanted to do. Um, more advanced masters and to do his PhD. My mum wanted to come. So my older brother and sister were born in Zimbabwe and migrated when they were three and five years old. And myself and my two younger siblings were born in, in England. And, um, you know, we used to go back to Zimbabwe every year and we'd see, you know, my parents were very, very, for them it was important that we would spend time not just in the cities with like the cousins that lived in the cities, but we'd also go out to the farms and go to the rural areas and, and see some of our poorer relatives too. So we had an appreciation for the things that we had and we had an appreciation for the challenges that people face. I mean, you know, seeing some of our cousins and our uncles and aunties that, you know, as young as a few years old, they were getting up in the morning, they were helping to, to prepare the land, they were looking after the animals, they were going to go and get water. They had to pay to go to school. It wasn't free for them. Mm -hmm. So sacrifices had to be made to make sure that all the kids got an education and got an opportunity to, to break free. And since then, I've made a lot of friends and, and, and developed relationships with people that also have family in other developing countries in the world. And I've had the opportunity to go out to Asia, to go to other parts of Africa um, and to go and see what happens when people don't have the same opportunity made apparent to them. So what the Mangena Foundation is primarily interested in is recognizing that, number one, when the opportunity is more apparent, then the ease of access to that opportunity has more flow to it. So it's not about giving handouts, it's about providing support for people to access their own opportunities. So we're not giving people stuff. We do a lot of social enterprise, so um, we've got my family's uh, our, our, our holding company that my, my siblings and I have. When we invest, for example, we've got a lot of re uh, real estate and agricultural investments in some parts of Africa. We reinvest everything that those businesses make locally to the point where we're acquiring more land, we're hiring more people. Um, uh, I just got word that a project that we wanted to do in Sierra Leone, where we're going to be developing a palm oil um, plant, that's all from money that's been re re made locally and reinvested and providing jobs for people and supporting to help them be able to pay for their kids to go to school. And then we provide materials at the school so that the kids get a better education. And now they can see that there's opportunity. So it's not about giving handouts. It's about providing space for real opportunity. So much like the, um, I don't know if you've ever heard the analogy about the person who saw a butterfly was trying to break free 
from the cocoon. And they said, oh my God, the butterfly is trying to get out. I need to help the butterfly. And so they, they helped the butterfly out, but then the butterfly wasn't strong enough to fly because it was actually breaking free from the cocoon that developed the strength to enable the butterfly to fly. I firmly believe that adversity and contrast actually strengthen us so long as we have the resources to see how it's strengthening us, so long as we have the resources to understand the power in the experience and to look at it the right way. So that's what we're trying to provide all across the world, recognizing that children are going to be the generation that take the world next. Grown-ups, as soon as we get past 35, our brain is kind of wired to be the way it's going to be for the most part. But the children... You know, I've got a newborn. My son was three, he's three weeks old. He was three weeks old a couple of weeks ago. I've got my, my five-year-old stepdaughter. I've got my nephews and my nieces. My nephew, Michael, is one, you know, my, my niece, Coco. In 30 years' time, these are the guys that are going to be looking at taking the world to the next level. Their peers are going to be contributing to where the world is going to be. Their children, their children's children. And we're looking at what can we do to support that next generation to understand about energy, to understand about being in the heart, to understand about the power to create, to understand about contrast and polarity and how these things can propel them forward, to help them understand this and to give them a space where they're not so stressed thinking about what they're going to eat, where they're going to get clean water from, that they can actually apply these lessons and, and, and do something with them. Yeah, that is very beautiful. So in, I, I noticed that once uh, I had a lot of Native American teachers in my life. They don't answer questions i'm very german <laughs> germans love to tell you what to do that's how we <laughs> our children right and um and i observed that and then one day i asked so i said no why is this or why is this this way and it is so they can practice themselves even when they play with fire so they can have that experience And we've taken away a lot of experiences of our children. Mm. I think so. And mm, so it is time to step back and it, to provide that freedom for others. And, and, and you were just talking to me. One big thing when, if I take myself to my, and, and, and be who I am, or mm -hmm. Dan, who you are, or the listener, who they are, and we give others the freedom to be who they are, mm -hmm. then they can grow in something that we cannot even fathom in the moment, especially mm -hmm. children, right? So many things had to come out. And I'm, I'm thinking about us too. We both speak now a lot, have a podcast and love to travel and, and give workshops and, 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 and coach. Mm -hmm. But communication for both of us was not always perfect or there, yeah. right? For me, it was, <laughs> I was shy, I had, uh, I'm dyslexic, I barely mm -hmm. spoke, I always saw the truth as a girl and people couldn't hear it. So I, mm -hmm. I became quiet. It took until my mid-20s until I really wow. felt comfortable speaking a lot again. Beautiful. And, but you have also, you had Asperger's syndrome, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So this is also a, where... We're taught, oh my God, your communication, you can't do this. Why? Who are you to speak? Mm -hmm. And you mm -hmm. said, forget it. I'm going to do what I love, what my passion is. So share a little bit about this, please. Well, the really interesting thing is I didn't know until I was 27 years old that I had Asperger's. Uh -huh. So I didn't know. So I spent my entire life, very, very bad social anxiety, 
um, struggling to form relationships, um, friendships. I've got, you know, a very, very small now as I've developed and learned how to use my gifts, I've, I've got more friendships, but I spent a lot of my life with a very, very small circle of friends who were outside of me, like family. And um, a lot of challenges, a lot of challenges I've had in my life have been from just not dealing with people properly because I didn't understand people. They made no sense to me. Um, and when you look at my graph of my autistic chart, I've got these little spikes that mean that people didn't realize that I was autistic. They thought, <laughs> oh, he's just really good at some things and, <laughs> and a bit weird with other things. And, and they kind of just left me to, to get on with it. And then, you know, after my diagnosis, it's so funny the way the universe works. After my diagnosis, I ended up dating two people who worked with autistic. Oh, date one. Uh, have you got Asperger's? Yeah, I do. How did you know? Well, this, 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 and this, and blah, blah, blah. So I was really helped then, you know, um, my best friend of many years, Siobhan, her brother, um, had very severe Asperger's and she was really supportive of me having someone in my life who understood the challenges and would give me patience because a lot of my life was just spent dealing with the challenges of something that I didn't know that I had. It was just there's these weird challenges. Now, why do I have this weird thing with people? Why do I? always put my foot in my mouth. Why do I struggle to have these conversations with people and to communicate with clarity? And then when I did understand what was up, I was able, just like I said, to find my strengths. Mm -hmm. So for example, anything systemized, I can learn it. So what did I do? I went and studied social dynamics. I learned the science of how people relate. So yes, my interactions are very conscious. It's a very conscious process, but I've been able to develop a level of mastery with communication because I went and studied it using my strength. So some might say, oh, I've got Asperger's, I'm not gonna be able to do anything. Whereas, like, okay, I've got Asperger's, what are my strengths? Okay, how can I take those strengths and use them to support those areas where I, I could do with some improvement? And that's been really, really, really helpful for me. Yeah, so this is funny, that goes back to what we spoke about at the beginning or later mm. than also about children. So everything we go through our experience, that's what I believe, Dan, is, um, provides about a base we were speaking about a base a facet mm -hmm. uh, understanding mm -hmm. of what comes later and mm -hmm. i'm not done yet in life either right i'm now in my 50s but there's so much more to come mm -hmm. but if i also look back Mm -hmm. And then, then even if I said a business and then I, you know, vet and animals, uh, uh, landscape architecture, animals, I don't know what it went I through and then art, but all of those things for me. And this is also what helps me then understand others. And this is so nice. It's a good thing you didn't um, know because you concentrate also then on uh, improving other parts of, of, of your facets other you're right and making them stronger because you had to uh, find something like i walk awkward and i remember a woman said i thought you could never go up that hill but i then i saw you you're so balanced you just walk so much different and i said yeah but i did not know that that brings so much plus points <laughs> i never thought about it when you go up those hills in the middle of the night and you don't can't see anything so i learned to trust to feel and uh, this is, you know, and you don't notice it. So everyone let your children explore for themselves and mm -hmm. you explore your own life like Dan mm -hmm. has, like me has. 
even come and ask us, or you can do so much more than we're told. And mm -hmm. I think, Daniel, a fantastic example of what vastness lies within us when we allow it to come out and to be explored. Definitely, definitely. So I'm also going to be curious what is going to come because I love also you, you said beyond intention paradigm. That's what you're creating, right? With your, your new Yes, thing. that's what I created. But I journey. thought right even there you said we go beyond of what is right now and yes. you put the intention and you create a new shift right a new paradigm mm -hmm. so you're bringing in that part you're bringing all those things together <laughs> i mean beyond intention it's that i define an intention as disrupting whatever the program the pattern is right now we're always creating always our unconscious is always taking our blueprint sending instructions to energy that collapse into matter becomes our reality mm -hmm. there's no point that's not happening that's how we experience our world we're not every moment saying okay now i'm going to collapse the energy for the color blue and the the light and phys we're not doing that it's happening unconsciously it's part of our innate ability to create but when i'm disrupting the pattern i'm stepping and saying hang on a minute okay, this is what I want to create. And I'm almost entering some new code into the program. That for me is setting an intention. But to get beyond intention is to not need to change the program because the program is already doing what I want it to do. And so the beyond intention paradigm in the short term, it disrupts the program so that I can have what I want now. In the longer term, it alters the program so the program is doing what I want for the long term. I don't need to keep interrupting it. I can just be in a flow of creating what I want innately and naturally because that's what my program is wow dan if that is that movie that we speak about this because that's what we're here right all listening to and to explore and to bring the world to come together to come mm -hmm. together and see each other's beauty mm. right and to mm -hmm. uplift and it's the easiest to see other people's beauty If mm -hmm. I see it within myself, when you see it in yourself, then, mm -hmm. right? And you do see it. You are a prime example uh, of a being who sees it and follows it. And I'm so happy that you're inspiring so many. And I, that's also your dedication to life. I know that, <laughs> right? To mm -hmm. uplift, to move and support as many people as you can mm -hmm. to experience this freedom you were speaking up uh, to find that courageousness in exploring new territory mm -hmm. and to see okay even in finance if it doesn't there what can i change to uh, to support my vision or support my foundation mm -hmm. so thank you for what you're doing in life and and uh, a stepping up because it's really a stepping up and showing yourself and saying, here I am, come. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. And that's the adventure. That's the adventure. You know, people, when, when we accept, okay, so I've got physical matter. I need to go and play with the energy of money. I need to go and play with the energy of other people, play with the energy of movement, play with the energy of school, perhaps play with the energy of work. It's the adventure. When instead of resisting these things, I'm like, 
okay, cool. I get to play with this thing called money. I get to play with this thing called people. I get to play with this thing called health. I get to play with this thing called relationship. That's the adventure. Yeah, and this is what the times and energies that are coming right now mm -hmm. to our earth and that I invite everyone to step into and mm. to play with. I love the vocabulary you use. It's so sacred. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because we've lost and it's time now to say, where do I not do this enough in my life? Mm -hmm. Where do I not do it enough with others around me? Or mm -hmm. if I love to travel or connect via mm -hmm. a, a virtual platforms to mm -hmm. do that even more, to explore what else, what new thoughts can be produced and what everything, uh, anything else exists. So mm -hmm. how can people reach you best, Dan? My website, honestly, is the easiest way to connect with me. Um, everything is there. My, my podcast, Do It With Dan, my books are available via there. Uh, we've also got, you know, very, a, com a, a contact form. My team will pick that up and, you know, you can ask questions. We have a free resources page that's got some free things like some visualization meditations I've created, some little infographics that teach you, for example, my model on creating intentions. Everything is on the website, dreamwithdan.com. It's very easy to remember, dreamwithdan.com. That's, that's so beautiful because we mm -hmm. all, I'm going to use even the word need. And uh, we desire a need to dream and mm -hmm. dream as big as you can, everyone. Mm -hmm. And then bigger again. Yeah. <laughs> I bet using dance word. And then one more time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Humongous dreams. Because it, then if a little tiny bit comes to fruition, maybe mm -hmm. half or even all, but you have then done something, you have felt it, you have felt your own impact and your uh, personal power of doing that. Mm. So it's beautiful. So thank you, Dan, for being on the Moving to One show all the way from Mexico. Thank you for having me. This has been fun. I'm so glad that we connected. And again, that's just from us following the flow. You following the intuition to say yes yeah. and the connection. And I believe that when we say yes more to life, then we have more opportunity to play. Is it always going to work out? No, but we're always going to have an adventure. I love that. Everyone, mm -hmm. go this year and go with the flow of adventure. Goodbye, everyone. Mm -hmm.